welcome to episode 30 of Sellout Talks. Once again, Richie and I will be talking about the third round of hockey, breaking it down and giving you our predictions for the Stanley Cup Finals. Off the draw, Martinez high on Price. And now Gallagher through the center zone for Montreal. Dano sneaks in, the pass across, they score! Well, uh, the Cinderella story for the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs continues. Um, but no, the Montreal Canadiens did beat the Vegas Golden Knights uh, 4-2 to in the Stanley Cup semifinals. This was a very closer series than I thought it was going to be. And Montreal, in some of these games, they looked like they were the better team in some aspects of it. Yeah, and as a Vegas fan, this is very disappointing. You know, we beat, we just come off the President's Trophy avalanche and then we lose to the lowest-seeded team in the playoffs, lowest-ranked, the 18th out of 18. And, uh, you know, it, it's very disappointing because I feel like every year we're right there, We and then we lose to a team we're not supposed to. I mean, look at our history. The only, the only exception is the first year of the Capitals. Obviously, they stuck around. But 2019, lost to the Sharks. They were just bad ever since then. 2020, lost to the Stars. They didn't even make it to the playoffs this year. And then we lost to the Canadians. Who knows what they're going to do next year? I personally don't think they're making the playoffs, but... Yeah, I mean, disappointing. Mark Stone just fell off the earth. He's our captain. He's supposed to lead by example. He did not do that at all. It's a disappointing series. You lose two of the three games you play at home. I mean, you have the Fortress, one of the best atmospheres in the playoffs, and you just you can't get it together. I mean, Leonard, I, 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 Leonard was uh, great. He was great. Flurry, yeah. that mishap is going to kill us, Flurry. And then game three, you know, I'm sure you guys saw that where he just fumbled it, won it overtime, lost in overtime. You know, we win that game, what happens? Where are we right now, you know? Um, maybe we're playing a game. Who knows? Maybe we're playing in the Cup Finals. Maybe we're winning the Cup Finals, but can't look at the past. That, that What happened, happened. Just disappointing overall because we were right there, and I feel like this was the, our easiest matchup, and we just couldn't get it together. And our, our top six, our forwards, just did not produce a single bit. Um, our, our, our defense just basically carried the series. Alex Petrando... Petrangelo specifically, I mean, he played phenomenal this playoffs, and he's definitely worth the money. But I'm yeah, I'm pointing fingers at Mark Stone here specifically in that top six. You're the captain. You lead our team in points, and you didn't score a single point. And he wasn't even injured. There was potential rumors that he was playing with an injury, and he wasn't. So the fact that that was his best is kind of disappointing. I agree with you that the top six needs to be better. And the way that Mark Stone played in this series reminds me a lot of the way as a Penguins fan, Sidney Crosby played in round one, where he just showed up for a game, and then he just was basically invisible. Mm-hmm. And the, the top six has no excuse either. Right. I, I look back at last postseason, and Jonathan Marchessault was basically invisible for some of what happened that last season. The whole third season. line was invisible. Yeah, yeah Jonathan Marchessault was basically year. invisible last year, and this year he had some of the big-time moments yes. in, in and the Riley Colorado. Smith. Yeah, in the Colorado series. They had the big-time moments, and I thought, you know, if that line can be consistent, which is what they were against Colorado, they could make a run at things, and they weren't. So, I will say this, though. Riley Smith had a very good game six, and I think William Carlson fed off of that, because if Riley Smith and William Carlson don't have that game six, I am, I highly doubt it's going to overtime. I think Montreal was playing their butts off in game six, and for that, the final four game, final three games of that series, 
they were just the better team, and they wanted it more. Right. Uh, I think Willem Carlsen was absolutely sneaky good. He's a quiet player. I mean, he plays in the shadows, and he, he ground, uh, grinds and pounds. Oh, boy, butchered that one. Grounds and pounds. Yeah. He was definitely sneaky good this year, and I think he led, or I believe he led the Gold Knights in points in the playoffs. But like I said, I mean, too little too late in this. In, I mean, you're in the conference finals for crying out loud and just didn't perform. And uh, Pete DeBoer, obviously... Leonard played very good in Game 4. He was tasked with the decision who to play Game 5. Stuck with Flory in that. Yeah. I don't blame that game on him at all, but, you know, Leonard kind of played better this series. And yeah. you go. Yeah, and I know that me and you talked about this off-air. We said, like, you asked me who would you start because, like, again, you trust Peter DeBoer. Uh, I, I personally would have said Leonard, but, you know, you can't go wrong is what you told me. And I think you're right, you can't go wrong. But I had a feeling that Marc-Andre Fleury's confidence was a little shot. But, again, I'm not blaming him for Game 3 in a way because he's not able to stop that overtime goal. He just can't. It's a 2-on-0, and he can't stop that. Yeah, but, if, if they don't give that up... But that then, game should not be in overtime, is, I, I is completely the point. Under, I completely understand, but like the defense didn't help him out in overtime. There's some blame to go on him for sure, but I don't think the entire... The game does go on him. Yeah, but that, not the whole series. Yeah, yeah not the whole series. But I think... And again, this reminds me a little bit of what happened last year. They played down to a vastly inferior opponent in the Dallas Stars last year, but Dallas definitely deserved to be there. Same thing with Montreal this year. They completely deserve to be where they're at. But again, on paper, this was a series where Vegas really should have dominated whenever, whenever, again, this year was completely different than what happened with Dallas. But Dallas had a tough series against Colorado last year in the bubble. This year, Montreal coming off a four-game sweep against Winnipeg. I think looking at this... This is right now opportunities that you're looking back at and saying, now this is three years in a row. They've had golden opportunities to at least make runs. Obviously, we know what happened in 2019 with the Sharks. They fell apart in 2020 against the Stars, and then they just got outworked this year against yep. Montreal. Yep. <clears throat> and, and now we'll move on. I'll, I'll say let's move on to the Canadian side, Richard, because, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Mark Bergevin, I mean, GM, didn't, didn't he? He won GM of the year, right? I... Or did he I not? Be, was that someone I else? Be wrong. I could be wrong. He, he, I don't think he was a finalist, but I I could be wrong. Anyway, but, he should be because he did a right. phenomenal job. You hire, you hire Dominic Ducharme middle of the season after you fired your current head coach. I forget his name, and, and you make it to the Cup Finals. And mm-hmm. I mean, this young team is phenomenal. Cole Caulfield dominated the Golden Knights. I mean, he's wicked fast. He's he's. He's the front runner for the Calder next year, actually. and he and he wasn't even on the team midway through the season. Yeah, he was picked up later in the season. And again, another key with Montreal is if Jeff Petrie doesn't play in Game Two, I think the series is over in potentially five games because yeah. you had to steal at least one. If you split one in Vegas, like if you split one and one in Vegas, I think that you have a very good shot of potentially upsetting them. And they did upset him in the end. But if Jeff Petrie doesn't play there. I, I think a lot of confidence is lost on that Montreal bench. Right, right. I, I agree. And it's really the young guns for, I mean, Suzuki, Kakanyemi, Caulfield. Uh, Caulfield, oh my gosh. Did I just say Caulfield? Caulfield. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he's been stuck in my head all night. He, he's just, I mean, how many breakaway goals did we give up? That can't happen. Yeah. It seemed like a, a lot of them. And you got, you know, our goal support was just terrible this year. And this series... I mean, it's not, it's not what you want. And and that how about that fourth line with Corey Pe- Perry and the veterans? I mean, Yeah, the veteran line. They did that phenomenal. Is, yeah. I believe Stahl and who else was on there? Yoel Armia. Yes. I, I mean, mean they, it, would be, it would be Jake Evans, but he was 
injured against yeah, Winnipeg against, with against the Winnipeg. Shifley. Um, but I think if there's one thing you can take away from what Montreal has done is that you can win if you have a belief in a young core, which they do, with Nick right. Suzuki, Caulfield, Lekkanen, you name it. They have guys that can make plays, and you can win with guys that you believe in, and that you can win with a young core, a strong veteran presence, and a white hot goaltender, and they have all of that. They have yeah. a strong veteran line with Eric Stahl and Corey Perry leading it, as you mentioned. I mean, and they are, and I, they have the best goalie in the playoffs right now, Carey Price. I I agree with that, and uh, that fourth line, I can't stress this enough. Just having that veteran presence in the locker room, teaching the young guys, calming them down, getting their head in it. Because I mean, look at Cole Caulfield. He's he's just he can't stop smiling. And then Corey yeah. Perry's gotta be like, dude, we still have hockey to play. <laughs> And, and uh, he was in the Stanley Cup final last year, Corey Perry, with yeah, Dallas Stars. Yeah. So he knows, and especially because he wanted in 07 with Anaheim, so he knows what it's like to win. And he knows that once you win 16 games, you can celebrate, not right. when you only win 12. Right. So looking at that. And if, and, if you look at Philip Deneau, I mean, he just completely dominated in face-offs. Right. He played unbelievable in that series. He's a big reason. I mean, they would purposely ice the puck when he was on the ice because they were that confident in him winning the face-off, which mm-hmm. he did, and he would win. And it was just unbelievable. And I'd just like to point this out, um, in case anyone doesn't know, Dominique Ducharme tested positive for COVID-19. And normally, whenever that stuff happens, you see a team fold. And when I think about a coach not being there, I think about my Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card game with no Kevin Stefanski. Not going to talk about that. But I think about that scenario and say, you know, if you just flat out give up, you're going to get outworked in every quarter and in this case you're going to get outworked in every game they didn't do that they backed down because they believe that they belong here they believe that they are the team that could hoist the stanley cup at the end of the season um i, I didn't believe that they could be i didn't even believe they could get out of the first round but yeah i agree um, th- i agree thank you to- thank you toronto for that but um anyway choke um, artist yeah choke artist indeed but again the belief that they have in each other i think is the main reason why they're here because I don't think anyone, any analyst, because if you look at, I saw something about all their predictions against Toronto, looking back at it, no one picked the Canadians. And someone said, the Canadians can't even win one game, and the Leafs could have, like, if it was possible, the Leafs could have won in three if it was possible. I heard that. Like, they gave Montreal no chance, and look at them now. They look like fools. Yeah, and I mean, a guy whose name, you, you mentioned him a couple times, but the guy whose name we haven't talked about clo- even nearly enough is, is Carey Price. Right. I mean, he played absolutely phenomenal. In my opinion, he's the Con Smith. I mean, he's the frontrunner for the Con Smith. That's a, yeah. that's if uh, Con Smith. That's a, if, of course, they win the cup. They have to win the cup. Right. Then he can get it. But if they do, undoubtedly, he's that goes to him. He's playing phenomenal. I would say putting this team on his back, standing on his head, and that defensive core has been helping him out too. Vegas really couldn't get much around him, and he's. He's just a solid brick wall. He's acrobatic. He can do a lot of things most goalies can't. And it should be a fun matchup to see him versus Vasilevsky, who we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, and one thing about Carey Price, I know that you know a couple of us have talked about this before, but I'm curious to wonder, Like, I personally think that Carey Price is back in this like whole, is he a potential top goalie in the league, which I still think he is. He's a playoff curious, goalie, I'll say yes, that. He's a, he's a playoff goalie, but I... Again, his regular season stats don't back up what he does they in the don't. playoffs. They don't. They don't. And could you say that this is his best season that he's played? Because as all around, I don't think it is. 
I mean, he won the heart in, what year is that, 2015? That was easily uh, his best season. He won the heart as a goalie. Yeah. It's, that's hard to do, especially nowadays with like players like McDavid, Dreisaitl, and McKinnon walking around. It's hard to do now. So, yeah. it, Carey Price is having an unbelievable playoffs, but he, he's still in the top five goalie conversation without a doubt. It's just, again, I might have the Tampa Bay Lightning goaltender, Andre Vasilevsky, ahead of him, which is where we'll go to now. Nelson with it for the Islanders. Out in front. Pollock will clear. The Tampa Bay Lightning heading back to the Stanley Cup final. The Islanders gave Tampa a scare, and there's no doubt about that. Um, the Islanders were clearly better than what they were last year. It's just, I'll say this again, I think Anders Lee plays. The Islanders probably win because they have no leader, and I don't think Matt Barzell is that when Anders Lee is not there. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I would just take a side. I know we got eliminated, but Barry Trotz is just a phenomenal hockey coach. He he can make right. something out of absolutely nothing. I mean, Barzell is the only player that's close to a superstar. I call him a superstar, but other than that, mm-hmm. there are no that, that there's no superstars on that team, and that's the Islanders every year. They just play so good in the playoffs. They just play their trap system. They play their defensive system. Unfortunately, they couldn't score a goal in the Game 7, which is pretty embarrassing that you can't score a single goal. I mean, Varlamov's played phenomenal in that Game 7. But the Islanders, I mean, i got to give them respect. No one no one expected them to be here. Everyone had probably, sorry, I mean, the Penguins. Most people had the Penguins winning in the first round against them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I guess I that looks, that I guess that makes the Penguins' loss look better to them because obviously they made it this far and they almost right. beat Tampa. But mo- moving on to the Lightning, this team is insane. They're good. They're good, they're, they're good at hockey. Kucherov is yeah. playing great. I mean, who knows? I think I, I think they would have won in six if Kucherov didn't get injured. Right. Or so he says he didn't, supposedly. Um, Braden Point, oh my God, oh second my all-time and consecutive goals and playoff games with if, nine. if someone wants to tell me that Braden Point isn't a superstar at the end of this playoffs because oh, I personally think that he is if someone absolutely. wants to tell me that like please come talk to me because like I, I really think he is and I <laughs> meet him like, behind the alley please yeah please meet me because he clearly is look at what he's doing I think he had nine games consecutive with a goal like you don't see that very often in the playoffs right just, right you don't I, and uh, yeah you just don't crazy stat I know you heard this one is that in the Lightning's last four series clinching games, Andre Vasilevsky has four shutouts in a row in series right. clinching games. Yeah. That is insane. That is right. insane. That is mm-hmm. insane. He's one and, of the best goalies in the world, if not the best girl goalie in the world. And the only reason in my eyes why this series actually went to seven games was because one, Ryan Pollock bailed out Semyon Varlamov hard time oh my gosh, with his yeah. amazing block. That and that's gonna be talk that's gonna be talked about around Long Island, and rightfully so. That's probably the best play they've had in God, like forty years since they won the cup. It gotta be something like that. Unless you count the John Tavares overtime goal a couple years back against Florida. And if they don't turn the puck over in game six, I again it's overtime, you never know. Yeah. But I, I, I just think if you don't turn that puck over, you're probably going to win it's because you are over. the yeah, because you are the better team. That's just me personally, though. But yeah, I mean, this 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 Tampa team is just absolutely stacked. Um, and they and Victor Hedman's just I'd say he's leading them. He's he's kind of the leader on that team. Right. 
in my opinion. I mean, Stamkos is the captain, but I feel like Hedman, because he got Conn Smythe last year, yeah. won the and cup. He was, and he was there whenever Stamkos obviously wasn't there last year. Right. Even he kind of filled Kuch- in. He filled the shoes. Yeah, and Kucherov was by far their best player last year. Yeah. Point was the supplementary to him. And now it's, I think personally, it's the revol- the roles are reversed this year. I mean, Point is being the scorer. Even though Kucherov is playing at kind of the same level, Point has been more of an effective scorer. I mean, just look at this team. Kucherov, Point, Kalorn, Stamkos, Hedman, Sorelli, right. Palat, Cernak. I That's... can keep going all day and all day. And then Vasilevsky with the cherry on top. Now, I have a question for you, Richard. Is coming mm-hmm. in to this series, who is the better goaltender, Carey Price or Andre Vasilevsky? Who's the hotter goaltender or who's the who's better goaltender? Who's the better goaltender going into that? Who is going to play better? Who's the best goaltender going into the cup finals? The best goaltender is Andre Vasilevsky. I, are, I you think that's the, I, okay, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The hottest goaltender? You said the better goaltender, and I'm talking all around. Better goaltender all around is Andre Vasilevsky. I'm saying going go- into the series okay. right now. Not how we play in the regular season. Okay. Going okay. into that series right now. Okay. Well, then I would say Carey Price. Even though Andre Vasilevsky is coming off and he always has these knack for clutch time moments in the playoffs and winning series by shutout version, which you mentioned, I would say Carey Price. It's going to be hard to stop the onslaught that Tampa provides. Yeah. But, again, like, he he's up for the challenge because look at what he did against, and, again, look at what Montreal has done against top offenses. They shut down Marners and Matthew. They Marner and Matthews uh, butchered that one. <laughs> um they shut down um, Shifley, Wheeler, and Connor for Winnipeg, and then they found a way to shut down Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty mm-hmm. um, for Vegas. So looking at that, and I think they have the best penalty kill in the playoffs by far. Right. That's right that, now. That's what we forgot to talk about. Yeah. So looking at Tampa, they are a team that thrives off their power play, but they can score in many different ways. They have a very lethal power play, but... That's not the only way they can score. They can beat you many different ways. Yeah, that's going to be very entertaining to watch because Tampa's power play is on another level and Montreal's penalty kill is on another level. That's going to be a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. And special teams are really big in this series. I mean, when you come to the cup finals. And I think, I honestly think the way the Canadians win is staying out of the box. Because right. the, the Lightning, they're not insane five on five, in my opinion. A lot, right. a lot of their goals have come off of the power play. And it, that's what the Canadians have to do. Stay stay out of the box, and you'll win the series. No stupid penalties. you got to have your head in the game. Be smart. Know what you're doing. Know your area. Know your surroundings. And then don't take a penalty. That's so... I can't stress that enough. Tampa is the deepest team in the NHL, in my opinion, and they generate so many opportunities on 5-on-5, five five, but they convert on so many opportunities on the power play and on special teams. Like, look at their only goal they scored in Game, in game 7 against the Islanders. It was a shorthand goal. Look at that. Depth right. players like Anthony Sorelli and Yanni Gord, Pat Maroon and Tyler Johnson. I know Pat has said that they have Tyler Johnson playing on the fourth line in Tampa when he could be playing on the second line in some other teams. Exactly. Like, that is – and I, I get it. They're in deep cap situation, but that's not their fault. I mean, It's not. I mean, it, they're not – They're it's not, not their it's fault. not a loophole. It's been a yeah. rule since the NHL basically – since right. salary cap existed. Right. Don't get mad because they're doing it right, Okay. If they're eighteen million over, then I you you be eighteen million over too. I mean, Kucherov didn't play the entire playoffs. They sat out. I uh, sorry, the whole regular season. They I mean, a lot of their star players barely played in the regular season, and they came together for the for the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, I could see why people are frustrated, but that's the way it is. 
but that's it's okay. the way it is. It's okay. The roster's going to get gutted in the offseason, so everyone's going to be happy with that now. Right. So just just keep that in mind. Um, so, Sean, what do you have for predictions here? Predictions, I am... You know, everyone's going to pick Tampa. You know what? They said that everyone picked Vegas over the Canadians. Everyone's going to pick Tampa over the Canadians. Guess what I'm doing? I'm picking the Montreal Canadiens, Carey Price. This is a hot, hot take. I'm picking them in seven. I really think they could do it this year. They're right there. Just stay out of the box. You'll win the series. That's what I have to go with them. I have to Uh, go with them. The key for me is NHL officiating consistency because that's been a hot topic all playoffs. I think everything we're talking about, at least everything that I've listened to regarding the playoffs, is consistency. And that's a huge factor with the penalty kill and the power play. That's going to be a huge factor. Are they going to play? Are they just going to let them play unless it's really bad? Right. I, I don't know. It's going to be tough because I, I don't remember Tampa getting many co- many power plays in the series against the Islanders. I'll be they are a very disciplined team, and when they do, they probably scored on them. So mm-hmm. I could be wrong, but again, um, I'll talk with Pat's pick first. He said Tampa in five, and I could see why because he has disowned Montreal every, throughout the entire yep, place. He's series. disowned them, and they proved uh, him wrong every time. Right, um, and Carrie, nah, Car- I. I was saying it was just Carey Price in the Montreal series, series before this. I said it was just Carey Price against Winnipeg. I said it was just Carey Price against Toronto. And it's not. I, they, yeah, they, they, they really grew on me in the series against Vegas. However, am I going to pick them? No, because they're not as deep as Tampa. They just aren't, like <laughs> I can respect it. They can, they can go the distance with Tampa, I think. They can potentially go the distance. I just don't think they're going to win it. I think... They're building something, and I know Pat and you have said this before. They're building something there. They have a young group there with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. They're building something there. And, by the way, that Nick Suzuki trade is looking pretty iffy right now. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, just trade yeah, Cody yeah. Glass. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, But I will take Tampa Bay in seven. They're probably going to go the distance. And if they don't go the distance, I think Tampa wins in six. Because, again, can, a question I have is how... How much can Carey Price carry this team if their no offense can't? Yeah. How much can Carey Price carry them if the offense doesn't contribute? Because in some of these games, but they in have Vegas, been. And, you're right. In some of these games against Toronto, Carey Price stole them. In some of these games against Vegas, Carey Price stole them. Even though he didn't have his best series by far, in some of, in some aspects, he didn't. In some aspects, he didn't steal games. Montreal outworked him. Yeah. If they don't outwork Tampa. I think it's a recipe for disaster because I don't think Carey Price can... Because look at the shots that the Islanders put, put up against Tampa. Mm-hmm. I think the shots were like 32 to 16, if I'm not mistaken. They basically doubled yeah. them. Like, if you have that, I think Carey... Now, Carey Price is a better goaltender than Semyon Varlamov, but I, I just worry about that. So I will say Tampa in seven, but I would not be surprised if Montreal wins. I'll only say that because Carey Price can steal the yeah, and. because... The logical pick is to go with Tampa, but you, we all know I'm not doing that. Right. right. And finally, one one thing I do want to mention here is this. How funny would it be if Montreal wins a Stanley Cup for the first time in 28 years before any other Canadian team yeah. does it? That, well, would, that be, would be just funny. The only teams that have come close are Ottawa and Vancouver, but they, Ottawa, Vancouver lost in Game 7 and Ottawa lost in 5. So Winnipeg, um, too, in 2018 yeah, Winnipeg, against the Knights. Winnipeg. So... I just think that's going to be funny, and this is, again, this is mainly the Maple Leafs' fault, just pointing that out there. <laughs> How do you choke? Anyway, but yeah, I, I think to beat the defense is to beat Vasilevsky, because right. the light, 
the fastest key in my opinion is their defense because Tampa's defense are like forwards. They play so aggressive. They're always in the play. They're pinching. Get and to I'm, him quick. Get, I yeah, say, right. get, yeah, get to him quick. You got to beat Vasilevsky. You got to fake him out. You got to figure out something because this guy, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. All right. He's sticking around to go back to back. And it's very likely that that could happen. But I, I really believe that the Canadians can do it. I, I mean, it's going to be tough because they're so young compared to that Lightning team, which is, I mean, much older, much experienced. I mean, they all basically, like 90% of them won a cup last year. Mm-hmm. And that that helps a lot. Who's I mean, who's the only cup winner on the Canadians team? Corey Perry? Corey Perry and Eric Stahl. Yeah, and so that's it. And they're both like 30-something old yeah, they're is my point. Yeah, they're in their late point. 30s. So yeah, so I mean, that's that's how you beat them. Is you beat and Vasilevsky. They haven't, they haven't won a cup in the new age era that they're playing in right now. Like mm-hmm. I know they can keep up with it, but they haven't won it like Tampa just did last year. So right. it's going to be interesting to see. It, it definitely is going to be really fun series to watch. I mean, it's the Cup Finals. I think we're all going to root for the Canadians. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Tampa is the better team coming into the series. Yeah, the underdog story. Cinderella story, baby. See what they can do. All right, so that is going to conclude the NHL segment, episode 30. Thank you for listening. Check out our socials and uh, podcasts at Celt Sports. Thank you for supporting and listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of Sellouts. Sellouts.